Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. G'day folks and welcome to the Encounters Down Under podcast. I'm your host Anthony Goodall and I invite guests to the show to share their amazing encounters with aliens and UFOs. If you or someone you know has had an encounter down under or anywhere in the world for our new segment Encounters Unbound, please get in touch with me via the Encounters Down Under Facebook page or email at australianufosightings at outlook.com.au. Be sure to join the Encounters Down Under Facebook page and YouTube channel where you can also get involved during the live stream interviews, sharing your thoughts and opinions during the live show. Also, if you enjoyed the podcast, don't forget to give us a rating or review on your favorite listening platform. But anyway, that's enough from me. Let's get into what you've been waiting for. Kick back and relax with your favorite beverage and enjoy the show. This episode is available to view on our YouTube channel, so be sure to like and subscribe to the channel and leave a comment with your thoughts on the episode. G'day folks and welcome to another episode of Encounters Down Under. Aaron joins us on this episode to talk about a brief encounter seeing a strange object in the sky and was even able to look at it through a telescope. But what he had seen left him intrigued as he could see strange features and believes it could have been a craft of some kind. So please welcome to the show, Aaron. Yeah, Aaron, how you going, mate? Good, man. How are you, Anthony? Yeah, I'm good, mate. Thanks for joining me, mate. It's been a while since um, we've had a bit of a chat here and you've been trying to get you on in for a little while now. And it's about time we got you. Like, we're a little bit unprepared. Like, you know, you sort of come in last minute, but, you know, we're working through it and it's just great to have you on, mate, finally. Oh, happy to be on, and um, yeah, finally, finally made it on, which is fantastic, and re- really nice to actually be on here chatting with you. So there you go. Yeah, that's no, fantastic, mate. Look, now you've had some sort of what some would consider really bizarre experiences there, and um, mate, look, run us through what you've experienced over your lifetime. Like they seem really bizarre, but like I'm, it's really curious and interesting at the same time. So, mate, um, by all means, tell us, tell us your stories. Okay, so I'm going to keep this separate to to my stories. Um, I've obviously written a book and um, everything else. So, but in relation to um, you know phenomenon in the sky and all this sort of other business, there was one particular incident that stood out. Now we're probably talking around eight years ago. Uh, that was in the Narry Warren South area. So, 
we'd bought my eldest um, a telescope for his birthday and we're at the front one night having a little bit of a muck around with it. And we pointed up, we noticed that there was a spot um, probably a little bit left and down to the moon. So we've got the moon. All right, and then next to that, we've got uh, another really, really bright spot. And in between there, it, it appeared to, that there was something off. So we pointed it around there. And as I've looked through the eyepiece, it was like all blurry. And to give you an idea, it almost looked like um, almost like looking at a tea tree dish. So when you look at a one of those petri dishes, you know, in a science experiment, and you can see like little germs and stuff like that running around that, you know, was a little bit blurry um, and out of focus. So immediately I thought, okay, I need to check the eyepiece. So I've taken it out, given it a little bit of a rub, and I've placed it back in. So from there again, had another look, and I'm like, no, nah, it's the same thing. Okay, there's obviously an issue with the lens, right? What's going on? Tried it again. Let's try one of the other ones. So we've got three different type of lenses, and they're reasonably um, good quality lenses, so it's nothing to do with the optics itself. We've taken it out and I've replaced it for another one because, you know, I'm thinking, all right, whatever it is. We've put that in, same thing, okay? So I'm still getting the same blurred effects lines. So I've taken that out, cleaned it, same thing. From there, basically, um, not knowing what was happening, I've pointed it up towards the moon. Now, as soon as we got on the moon, all right, you could see everything was perfectly in focus. It was not a problem with the lens or anything else, right? So from there, I've gone back and I've pointed it down to the same spot and we're having the same problem. So I was with my ex-partner at the time and I've said to her, um, can you please come in here and just see what you're seeing through the lens? So she, she's had a look through the lens and she noticed that there was um, it was blurry, same sort of thing, okay, the whole tea tree dish thing. And I've said to her, what are you seeing? She goes, well, not a lot, it's blurry. And I said to her, so does that look like it's blurry? I said, but does it look like... Um, you know, something you'd see in a tea tree dish, like little germs. And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, does it look a little bit more like um, writing? And she said, you know, it could do. So she's removed herself and we've asked the eldest um, whose telescope it was, come in, have a quick look, right? What are you seeing through the lens? And it was the same thing, okay? So all three of us are noticing that there's a the, the entire lens. So we're not looking at a field of view with – something distorted in the middle. We're looking at the entire field of view, all right, through the entire eyepiece was distorted. Basically, the best way to describe what we were looking at was a blurred picture that looked like germs running around a tea tree dish, right, but on further observation, it appeared to sort of like become a little bit sharper. And what, what I got the impression, you, you it basically looked like, um, what was the word? I used it before and I've forgotten now. I've gone. Uh, what was it? Hieroglyphs. Hieroglyphs. Um, that's it. Yeah. So it basically looked like hieroglyphs. Okay. So almost like an egg shape. Best way I could describe it to you was like an egg shape. So you've got like different craft and different things. So we're looking up going, what are we looking at? Okay. You've got the crafts that are long and cylindrical. You've got the cigar ones. You've got you know, all this sort of stuff. And I actually um, had a cross-reference last time you guys put up a list and, you know, uh, check things online yeah yeah yeah. so i've had a bit a little bit of a look and it was basically like a circle one but more more like an egg shape okay and it 
basically appear to have hieroglyphs on it, translucent hieroglyphs that is not like somebody painted it, but almost like see-through. So I'm looking at this thing that almost looked like it was trying to cover itself. You could see sort of through it, um, like it had some sort of a, you know, cloaking or wasn't completely there like it was supposed to be translucent. Um, but in my opinion, if you ask me, it looked like it could have been hieroglyphs that appeared that they could have been either very similar to the Jewish alphabet or the Russian alphabet along those sort of lines. So it was really, really interesting. Yeah, it's pretty amazing, mate. Like, like what we were talking before there, like um, you sort of mentioned, they mentioned yeah. too that um, like anyone who is aware of like astronomy that you actually have to follow and adjust the telescope every few seconds there to go and keep the actual object in view. And right. that is something that you mentioned that you didn't even have to do. Yeah, so w when we've actually bought it back to frame so we could see, you know, the blurriness again. Normally what would happen is if we point that telescope at the moon, all right, and we're looking at, at a particular crater, normally there, that crater will go out of view, all right, because everything's, you know, moving okay. around in space and whatever it is in the earth and, you know, um, so on and so forth. Everything would move out of picture. But when we had it there, we had it there probably, it would have been for a good 10 to 15 minutes. We kept it in the same spot and we checked and it was in the exact same spot. So that, that's extremely interesting too, because it, it would almost, we'll say it almost appear like, uh, it certainly wasn't on the lens, okay, because we tried to clean it and we moved to focus on something else. So it didn't appear that there was a problem with the lens or any of the lenses at all. Um so it almost appeared that whatever it was there was just sitting there in the same spot, exactly where we had the telescope pointed. Yeah. There was nothing in a close field of view that we could see. Yeah. It sort of made me think that it might be something that's possibly in the atmosphere there as, like, you know, you're saying it's not following the rotation of the – you're not having to adjust the telescope that to keep it in line with the rotation of the sky. Um, so the, for me, I feel like it might be something that's getting inside the actual atmosphere you know, at a fair distance, and the re it could be out of focus there because you – telescopes not picking up because it's only meant for uh, built for long distance objects that makes sense yeah it, and look, it's, absolutely. it's a possibility absolutely possible so you've always got things i always look at things so i did a cert for and teaching assessing accrediting and training small business groups um as mentioned before so range of variables is something you know that i'm reasonably good taking things into account um the work i handed over to our teacher said you know he goes the best work i've ever seen he actually took some of my work over to western australia and revamped the mining industry uh, back a while ago his name was john so it could could be due to you know um a, a lot of different things um, it could have been something that was inside the atmosphere, uh, could have been, you know, a phenomenon. Um, it could have been something due to the universe's rotation in conjunction with the Earth's positioning and other bits and pieces that, you know, is bounced off a shadow or something else has happened that just, you know, happened to affect lensing at the time or whatever it was. It certainly didn't appear from the naked eye. It certainly did appear that it could have been, um, how do I say, it didn't appear to be as far back as the moon, okay, like, up in that sort of thing. It appeared to be a little bit closer. Um, you could sort of make something out, but it didn't appear to be like it was too close. It certainly wasn't cobwebs or something flying around or anything like that. Um, it Could it have been a craft? Absolutely. Um, could it have been, you know, some sort of a technology that's military technology? Could it have been? It could have been a whole list of things. Um, I suppose what makes this story a little bit different to, you know, the common stories is seeing, how do I say, almost like um, translucent horror, what it would have appeared to be hieroglyphs written on the side um, or along the shape of the object. It almost appeared that it like 
not communicating, but it, it, it had something written on it. So just from looking at it through there, um, I suppose that's the really, really interesting part. Um, what, what are your thoughts? Yeah, look, I still sort of feel like um, whatever it might have been, might have been, yeah, just close enough there where you are able to, you know, capture a bit of detail there with the focus. Um, but obviously, it's not going to get the old, the entire, let's say it is a craft, for example. Um, it's sure. not going to get that shape because of the, the light that's oh. reflecting off it or whatever light it's using there isn't bright enough to go and sort of put the distortion of the object itself. Um, but for some unknown reason or, you know, you're able to see some sort of writing of sorts if that makes sense, like, oh, I'm, I'm speculating here, you know. That's an um, interesting one, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, um, you yeah, see, right. people people see stuff in the sky all the time. So, you know, um, yeah, give me a moment. <clears throat> yeah, um, you, you often see interesting stuff in the sky, all right? But yeah. I, I'd, I'd actually obviously seen something that appeared like um, it had a hieroglyph on it. Sort of like takes it takes it to another level. So I'm sitting there thinking, you know, I've seen some interesting and strange stuff in the sky. Um, I've never seen something. Normally, when you're looking for UAPs, um, unidentified aerial phenomenon. So these are things, you know, that can be caused due to particular phenomenon, um, whether they come from Earth. Uh, one theory is that you know a lot of the um, UFOs that people are seeing are actually coming from the ground, not from yep. space. That's one theory, particularly in the ocean. Um, and, you know, NASA and the UN, all these people are looking into all these type of different things. So could it have been a phenomenon? Absolutely. You can't discount, uh, discount it as being uh, a phenomenon. Um, the sort of phenomenon, you know, that has something that looks particularly like a hieroglyph on it um, could also fit into it being a phenomenon, you know, whether it's universal conjunctions, reflections of things that are on the earth, you know, and so on and so forth. So it, it could... could um, could sort of fit into that category, but, you know, also can't discount it for actually being something that, you know, was quite possibly there. Um, whatever it was, was definitely visible to us anyway. So, yeah, it was very, very interesting. Um, did I see an object? No, not necessarily. So, again, I couldn't at any time see anything that was in a field of view that was an object within that spectrum. Okay, yeah. so I couldn't see anything that was a craft, but I do know what I saw was particularly unusual. Um, and certainly unexplainable. Yeah. No, it's so, like, yeah, um, like, amazing. You mentioned that like, it was observed for about, what, 15 minutes? Like, did you observe it after that yeah, as well? What, what, like, how long did the whole encounter sort of last? We went inside. We went inside. Okay. So, you know, normally speaking, in the space of a couple of minutes, so if, you, if you're pointing a telescope at a particular spot on the moon, as an example, and you yep. come back a couple of minutes later, it changes. Okay, so it rotates, you know, at a certain speed. Um, we stayed for a couple of minutes. Now, after a few minutes... I've got the ex-partner and the son to come back and have another look. And we were still looking at the same thing. And we hung around for about 15 minutes. We, from our point of view, um, particularly from my point of view, it was clearly long enough to say, okay, whatever it is there is certainly not rotated. It's either still sitting in the exact same spot, visible to us in the exact same spot, um, which you know was an unusual phenomenon, at least considering that there was nothing on the lens. Um and, yeah, by that stage, realistically speaking, I thought, you know, we could be out here for another hour. There's sort of no mm. point after that stage staying out for longer because we already know what we're seeing is unusual. So we were, we were yeah. quite happy with that. And um, we disappeared back inside. Yeah, that's fair enough. Because I was going to say, like, like, um, like for 15 minutes, if, if people who have seen planes landing with their landing lights, they're coming towards you there. Like, you know, that's, their landing lights probably may last about five minutes before they've gotten to the ground. Um, plus, not to mention that it's mm. actually moving. 
Uh, so like, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Plane, uh, landing in the distance there. Um, it, uh, Venus or, or like Jupiter coming up from over the horizon there, or one of the other stars. It's kind of the same thing. Like you know, they they eventually move over the horizon or up in the sky high, depending on which way they're, where they're positioned. Um, so you can definitely rule out stars by all means. So that's two of the main major bigger questions there of us in that one. Like you know, planes, uh, stars. Uh, it just leaves the question of what the hell was it that was sitting there stationary for 15 minutes? Horrible. Oh, look, I mean, it, it would it would just have to be speculation, really. You know, mm. um, it could be a thousand things. You know, <laughs> there's many, many different theories. Um, theories from you know people came from Mars, came to Earth. Came, you know, there's literally a um, hundred thousand different, um, almost an infinite um, amount of theories out there as to you know what is it, what makes the world go around stars the heavens the universe and everything else um me personally i think that's probably one of you know life's beautiful secrets um in that respect so i've obviously got you know a particular point of view um that might be different to a lot of people's you know particular points of view um from the way i see it is you know the sky is a very interesting place um, whether you look at that being the sky, the heavens, this or the that, you know, there's stars, there's planets, there's, you know, there's a lot of different stuff going on. And realistically speaking, everything um, from every source all around the place is speculation. And w- whether that's, you know, from my opinion, whether that's, you know, from NASA or from this one or from that one, it, it's um, it's re- it really is an open subject that I don't think a lot of people know about. Um as you go higher and higher up, obviously people have, you know, more clearance to uh, look into more things and discuss more things and throw more things around. And, you know, generally speaking, they, they throw some peanuts down to them and, and it comes down sort of thing. Yeah. Um, I guess it's the age old question, you know, like some people believe in religion. Some people believe that there's aliens and UFOs. Some people believe in, but yeah, no, look, as for what I saw um, that particular night, it was certainly fascinating. Um, I be- it was something that I didn't think should have been there. Um, absolutely for sure, and it, it certainly was. So that's an, it's an interesting one. I, I won't get into my, you know what I speculate because it's all speculation. Um, had well, I have I mean, seen, if you want to speculate, mate, it's fine. Like, um, look, there's no real wrong answers really yep. when it comes to speculation. You know, if you have a, a a thought of what you might have possibly seen, like by all means, like I'm sure people would like to hear your opinions. No, no, I'm just, I'm just not. So <laughs> I just, I won't. Do you know what I mean? Like, I just, <laughs> I won't enough. get into it because I, I just won't. Um, but yeah, no, it's certainly interesting. It does. It is. It, it, it's. Um, it still brings you back to like the age-old question of what the hell is hanging around in our atmospheres that we want to know. Like you know, as you're saying, like NASA's coming out now, like they're investigating into this sort of thing. Um, we've had you know the Americans yeah. coming out with their sort of stuff. You know, it, it's been long. So they, they've, got, it's they, they've got this. They've got the. Um, oh no, it's interesting. Look, I mean, they've got the whole disclosure, and they've got. Um, which is, you know, something I've set up, Disclosure AG. They've got um, the Arrow, which is double A-R-O, um, you know, area that looks into a whole lot of different things, you know, yeah. put an end on it. That's my name, which is awesome. Um, <laughs> so I almost feel like I'm, you know, fully involved with it. But, um, yeah, there, there's a lot of different stuff, I suppose, coming out at the moment. Um which is just an interesting thing. I, I, I'm, I'm obviously not here to um, – I don't want to kill any debate on, on either side. I think it's a fascinating subject. Um, obviously, tune in and, you know, watch some of the stuff um, on, your, on your program. And um, you're obviously a, a, a nice guy. That's why I've, you know, wanted to come on and have a quick discussion with you. Um, my, my opinion on the whole thing 
in regards to that is probably about 99.9% of what you see in um, footage and reports and stuff like this Um might be a UFO's unidentified flying object, um, but depending who it's unidentified depends on sort of like what level you are. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Um, the real question that you need to – the real question that I would always take into consideration if I was having a look at, you know, um, flying sources and alien life and all this sort of other stuff is can we match uh, their the technology? So if I see something automatically that we can repl- replicate, whether we know that that was us or we don't know that that was us, but if we even have something close to a technology like that on Earth, um, I would always discount it as being a um, – unidentified because you're normally looking for things that I suppose aren't of human nature or are far beyond what people would be capable of. Like, like that, um, is it the Uma Uma rock? Um, they reckon they track oh, that and it's more, coming. Yeah, by, yeah. yeah, like that. So that's come in. It's it's changed directions. It's, you know, done a hook turn. It's come up to the traffic lights, slowed down. It's done, done a lot of different things apparently. So when they're having a look at things like that, they can say, okay, that's not normally what we would consider to be, you know, a, a typical – trait for um somebody who's you know no sorry, sorry, sorry trait, uh for an object coming in from space and so on and so forth um whereas vast majority of the stuff that they're looking at and getting into it's um a, l- a lot of the technology they have basically is what i what i can say to you and um yeah. i know there's a lot of research on you know stuff coming actually out of the ground and from the oceans and um aerial phenomenon as opposed to objects that are flying um, because some of it, you know, could be, well, some of it obviously is phenomenon. So 99.9% of it, 
you can automatically discard um, has been just because somebody doesn't know about it doesn't mean somebody else doesn't know what's happening with it. And um, th there are very, very, very few instances where people can actually have a look at the stuff and say, okay, there's really something here that doesn't appear to be mimicking anything that we have or we're capable yeah. of being able to project. And you've got to remember too that anything that they project to have, they've had it for 50 years. All right. So uh, hypothetically, you know, if, if you're going to have a discussion on it, anything um, at the moment you say, okay, we can now go Mach 9 with missiles. Well, if you see something flying X, X speed or depending on whatever it is, you know, do they have cloaking devices they have. So sort of like, yeah, it, it's a very, very, it needs to be very obvious. Um, like I think the Umu Uma thing, obviously, that's come in would be an obvious one um, that drew a lot of speculation. And um, are there things that, you know, they genuinely don't know about? Absolutely, there are, but they're, they're a very, very, very small amount. Um, and the, the, the things that the US and, you know, other people aren't aware about are, are out there and there are things that, you know, that people aren't aware of, but they are a small amount. Um, compared to the big number of things that you see. So, you know, every 10,000 that you see, there might be a couple of, you know, one or two legitimate ones in there that need a lot of investigating. Um, and that's exactly, I suppose, why they're doing it at the moment. And that's what makes it a fascinating time for people who are into the, the stars and the skies and the UFOs. So, you know, even um, the, the, we'll call it the big space dogs are coming out at the moment and they're saying that, you know, well, we we're looking into it. This is something we're actively having a look at and we're actively collecting, you know, this information off people and we're, we're setting up agencies to delve further into it. So, yeah, it's very interesting, um, very interesting time. Yeah, absolutely. With, with, I totally agree. In, in your regard, yeah. yeah. I remember when I was a lot, a lot younger, uh, my grandparents um, lived in, was it Nary Warren? And, you know, there was always talk about, oh, one night that, you know, a couple of hundred neighbours went out and they, they thought they saw a saucer and it parked in the fields but you know nobody ever spoke about it there was an article in the paper because they had papers back then and everything else that was in yeah. print yeah and nobody talked about these sort of things and it sort of like disappeared you know but they, they all sort of remember it but um yeah so there you go <laughs> that's my 20 cents worth <laughs> yeah no look, it, it all makes sense like well it doesn't make sense but it makes sense like um as into like what you're saying like you know they're finally coming into it but uh, to me, it's the, what I was saying. I mean, by what I was saying, was I'm frustrated by it, is like they've got 70 mm. years or nearly 100 years worth of this information and detail of strange objects flying around us, and it's taken this long for them to go and get serious about it and start being a bit more um, disclosing about it. To say, like, it's um, it's something that I feel is well and truly overdue, and that's the thing that, that cool. frustrates me because, like, you know, we've got so much evidence there, we've got so much, um, you know, public evidence as well. You know, people are reporting their sightings there. You have military personnel reporting their sightings, with, or not all of them, but you know, because of the whole stigma that's still attached to this whole topic. Sure. You know, they're, they're sure. too frightened to go and talk about it. And even the general public who have had encounters there are still too scared to sort of talk about it another, and come forward with it. Another phenomenon, too, I'm um, just in, you've got to put, you know, everything in the mix. So, another phenomenon, too, is sometimes what people are seeing isn't actually what's presenting. So, it's a lot of looking through lenses. So, not everybody's eyes work the same, not everybody's cognitive function works the same, not everybody's um, perception of things appear the same as well. So, you know, sometimes um, there are other factors closer to home with, you know, some things that people are seeing. Um, but I'm not, I'm not suggesting that, you know, but you've always got to take every single thing into account. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So um, go back now, we've had planes um, for the, the Wright brothers invented the plane 
you know, this space of, you know, around, around about 100-year period. So it, it's sort of new technology. And when people sort of say, you know, look how far technology's come to me, uh, like when I hear that, I sort of do give it a bit of a laugh because we're still sort of like stuck on the same, the exact same technology. They've just improved it. So, you know, a guy came out a while ago and um, designed technology to fly. They put a pair of wings on an engine. Now, pretty much everything we've done from there is just wings in an engine. We, yeah. we can't kid ourselves. Do you know what I mean? So for all this advancement, they say, gee, we're so smart and we've done this and that. And the, the reality of it is they're still working off the same genius idea that one person had a hundred years ago. They haven't <laughs> come up with hype. No, do you know what I mean? Like, um, and if yeah. they do, um, they're certainly not telling you about it. So I'm not suggesting that nobody has any other technology or anything like that. Um, but we, we're still, how do I say, building ideas off the uh, backs of geniuses from, you know, a century ago. Okay. Um when it comes, you know, to planes, to flight, to rockets, for example, like a rocket is still a rocket, right? It's the exact same technology. So they, they you know, get these fuselages, they put some fuel, they do this, they do that, they point the boosters and it, it's the same process, you know? So now we've got yeah. Elon Musk sending massive payloads into space, but we're still working off um, a very primitive technology, which is yeah. Earth. There's no difference. So realistically like things have come a long way you know since um they invented planes and you know you could always obviously imagine that um as they're going through better versions and better things i don't necessarily want everybody to know what they do have in relation to to disclosing um their technology because you've got other people you know in the world that they don't want to disclose their technology to um to their own people and whatever whatever so that that probably hopefully answers from my perspective answers your question a little bit about why haven't they been forthcoming and stuff like that? Yeah. I think now we've reached a little bit of a crescendo um, where a lot more of the information's out there and, you know, somebody's probably just turned around to Donald Trump a couple of years ago and said, release the files, the disclosure yeah. files. So yeah, then that, 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 that brings us to here, I think. So, like, for me, it's an interesting topic, but I think we're still all working off the same technology that's, you know, quite outdated and there's, there's very, very few new technologies out there. Um, I could only imagine there'd be a lot of different ways to travel. Um from point A to point B and, you know, burning things is not probably the only one because that's what we work off, combustible engines. You know, there's yeah, no magnetism. There's no – there's a whole list of different ways that you can, you know, move objects and stuff like that. Yeah, so, anyway, just a little bit of food for thought on, on that subject anyway. But um, that's probably what's with it, you know. When they sort of don't know a lot about a subject and they start to get good at it, they become a little bit concerned, well, who else is going to know this? Who are they going to go and tell this about our technology, you know, and so on and so forth. But I think now they've sort of like reached the problem. They understand all technology sort of like um, a lot of what you'd consider to be old technology nowadays has probably been surpassed with, you know, some newer technology. And um, they're probably a little bit, you know, more freed up about speaking to it and actually um, interested in learning more about the subject and gathering some data as opposed to telling people what to do because they're fearful of it. So this is another way to look at it, I suppose. Yeah. Oh, look, there's lots of good ways to look at it. And like every, well, every question doesn't really have a wrong answer in the, to a certain degree, you know? Like why have they um, been so reluctant to go and share technologies that they've figured out over the years? Um, look, you know, some person get the, like the wrong person get it in their hands and, you know, try and, World destruction or something like, and I, I understand that sort of perspective. Yeah, I still, won't go too far you, into. Yeah, no, that's all right. But it makes you think that, like, had they released the technology that, like, say, anti gravity, you know, like, we're next, they even advertised like in the, in the 30s or 40s or somewhere in around that time, or maybe in the 50s, they were advertising for uh, vehicles 
that could fly in the air, you know, like the anti-gravity sort of vehicles. But it was an actual, literal advertisement. Whether there were hopes Absolutely. or not, so, I don't know. But like they were, they were nearly there to go and really start releasing this sort of technology. But for some reason, they pulled back and go, nah, nah, we're making, I don't know, maybe, maybe, making too much money on the the the, uh, the fossil fuels and, you know, we're going back into the car industry sort of stuff. Like, I, I don't know. It's, it's so many questions that you want to answer this frustrating. But it just makes you wonder, like, how far could we have been today had they allowed a lot of the technology out instead of knocking people on the head there going, no, we can't have that out there? Absolutely. I mean, um, that, that, it's a really interesting point you raise. Um, certainly, yeah. I, I don't, yeah. So, then... Yeah, I, I tend to agree. Um, the world is not always an open society. I mean, we, we've sort of come in the last hundred years. Human behaviour, um, we'll just say, call it human behaviour. In the last hundred years, has developed. Um, how do I say more along the lines of what you're suggesting? So, uh, if you go back to even just look at a short term person, you know, I'm I'm 45 years old now, and I know you're sitting there thinking he doesn't look a day over 25. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right, so. At, at, at 45 now, I remember when we went back to school. Now, nowadays, you can't, you know, hit other people's kids and everything else, okay? But, you know, back then, um, I think they still used to strap children um, from grade two and upwards. And they literally banned the strap at our school. I think they banned it statewide um, the very year I hit grade two. And I remember that because we weren't looking forward to getting the – now, if we, if we rewind a little bit further – uh, back than that, you know, say go back 100, 120 years ago, they used to hang naughty kids up in a basket at the top of the ceiling in a hallway in a public place because they were making too much noise. And if they told it to be quiet and stay still, it needed to do that. Otherwise, it was going to suffer the consequences. So, you know, go back a couple of hundred years, we used to burn people at stakes, not we, sorry, humans, okay? So it, it, it's a catch-22, right? So um, the presumption that that, that people, um, uh, intelligent entities, um, to the point that we're discussing there, you know, is not always uh, a give me because, and then that's not to be, it's just, you know, the, the way that I see things sometimes. So it's it's not always a necessity to think that people um, should be like that. Um, have they come a long way in the past, you know, um, 40, 50, 100 years? Absolutely. Um, we're, you know, far removed from what a Stone Age would look like and so on and so forth. So and you say in that respect, evolutionary. Um, um yeah, so just a few few things to, you know, consider. I think they've probably come quite a long way, um, you know, from reluctance of talking about anything uh, to putting some power in people's hands to leave things up for discussion um, because, you know, realistically speaking, I think just a couple of short years ago, had you have been on here talking, you know, you might have drawn the wrong attention. Um, and it's a sort of subject now that, you know, even the government's admitting they're coming out. They're looking into space. They're looking into the stars and they're actively getting involved in bringing that sort of stuff forward, you know, which is, which is a good thing. Um, why not a few years ago? Maybe they weren't asked or told to. I don't know. I'd presume. Um, but yeah, look, we could have been a lot further along. Um, yeah, that's right. We could also, also be a lot further like behind. A, it's a big control thing too. Um, like, you know, governments themselves, like they love control. They love the, the high mighty power and, you know, however they want to roll with it. But to me, it's oh, just a big control. Absolutely. My battery's at about 6%, so I'm going to I'm gonna stand for a little bit longer. But if sure. it, um, I'll let you know a couple of minutes before. But look, with, with that, so the way I see it is we've gone from, how do I say, so we've got um, state government now. Okay, So we've got, it's called the um, concept of, of state and country body. 
Um, from there, you know, they look that they want to progress things to a one world or whatever it is. So if we go prior to what we have now, which is state controlled and state run, all right, then we're going to go back to um, uh, kings and queens would be the previous step. Okay, so everything was ruled by kings and queens and we had like a different sort of setup. Um, now, from there, obviously, we end, funnily enough, okay, 22, 22.6% of the world is still ruled by kings and queens. Um, and I know that because I'm trying to put in for something. So it's a different subject. Um, 22% of the world is still ruled by kings and queens. Now, if we go even further back than that, we have re- religion. Um, yeah. And if we go further back than that, you know, th- there's other examples. So, um, you know, Christianity goes back 2,000 years and we go Judaism 3,600 years. If Apparently, if we go back further than that, if we believe what we're talking about carbon dating and other bits and pieces, we go to the Egyptians uh, who, again, run a different model and, and so on and so forth. So, yeah, it, it is – it's quite interesting. I'm looking at my screen now and it, it's kind of um, all dark, so I've gone down to 5%. Right. You can still see me good from your end. Yeah, that's right. So the point I was trying to get at, though, yeah. look, with the world being yep. so, uh, or at least the Westernized society being so controlled, and if they allowed yep. technology to go the way it was supposed to go, um, you know, then we could have advanced as well as like you know, uh, interacting with beings of alien nature or whatever you want to call them. But, you know, we could have been so far ahead in like a much better human race in that nature if if we had the interactions there with the these races of other beings or how you know control to me it's just like we've been stamped down so we can't interact all this like it's like why but we could have been a better well and truly better off yeah look with me i'm I'm fairly open-minded um i've seen a lot of you know um um strange things to say the very very least and um uh obviously you know with my book I, i explain all that sort of stuff and you know whatever whatnot um government control it's a little bit like this okay so we've got an ai okay so one person person a comes out and he says um hey ai is great i is going to save you time to do x y and z we're going to implement ai on everything we do okay so that would be a good idea because once we've got ai out there all these doors are going to open all these different things are going to happen and the other guy comes out and then the people who are working on ai who invented it um, they turn around and say you should never have released it. It wasn't made for this purpose. It's not actually going to work the way you think it does. Mm. Um, so we're generally talking about pools of information, you know, who controls the world. I mean, at one stage or another, Hitler controlled part of the world and it didn't end up very well on other, other stages. So well, I say it's that constant battle between, you know, light and dark, um, you know, aliens and UFOs, some people believe that they're entities or, you know, some people believe that they're where we're not alone. Some people believe in religion. Some people believe in, um, I think it's a fascinating subject, you know, history, religion, all that sort of stuff to me. I, I found, I, I find it um, a very, very interesting subject just from my point of view. Um, control, government control and stuff like that. Look, I think, Sometimes, you know, there's things that people necessarily don't need to know, and I'm going to put that to you um, in an absolutely constructive way. Uh, But then there's, I think, also times that, you know, they're not given enough credit. So we we, free society, um, living in a free society, I mean, you know, is always a a good thing. Um, Checks and balances, I suppose. There's a, there's a, 
I don't want to say too much um, because myself personally, my story, I do want to go mainstream with it and everything else. And, you know, it will. Um, I'm down to about 1%. That's right. Mate. Um, Give us um, well, mate, look, yeah. a quick shout out if people want to talk to you, like um, if you're contactable. Oh, or... yeah. It, listen, if you'd like to get onto my page on Facebook, it's a disclosure. A-G, so A.G, that's on Facebook, um, Disclosure A.G. You can look me up. Uh, my details are on there. Uh, coming up soon, hopefully I'll, you know, be doing some meet and greet services and some, uh, some other some pieces. And, um, yeah, if you want to follow my page. Thanks very much, mate. Uh, much appreciated, mate. It's great having you on. And, um, well, mate, we'll try and get you on in the future there and have a bit of more of a chat and a um go from there mate but yeah well we lost him <laughs> uh dear oh anyway guys look down that's the end of the first one there we couldn't get him back uh, quick enough there to go and say thank you very much but um you know uh, thanks again for joining me tonight uh so far i hope you enjoyed the content so far and that will do it folks for this episode i hope you enjoyed the show and don't forget if you or someone you know has had an encounter but please get in touch with me to be featured on the podcast if you're a fan of the show, you can support the podcast by purchasing some awesome merchandise that's available on our online store via the link provided in the episode description. So thanks for tuning in, and I look forward to seeing you on the next Encounter Down Under. Hey, Root. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.